phenomenal geek, anime mistress of the dorks, Dave with a unique perspective. You can join the show on the website at geekworldradio.com. Hey guys, you're listening to Geek World. We are your superhero super hosts, anime mistress of the dork, and the man who never stops talking. Dave! If you want to see more about us, be sure to check out our website, geekworldradio.com, and find us on uh, YouTube. We are Geek World Radio. Yes. Same thing on Instagram. Yes, we've been playing a lot of video games lately, too, so you can watch us play video games that are PS5, which, uh, you know, we, we got. Yeah, you which can I watch don't us even know unbox possible. it poorly. Yes, it, it's poor. It's poor. We have done, though we did get a comment that we, uh, we've done it poorer before it's or true. it wasn't quite as bad as it could have been yeah so. i mean we, we we never learn how boxes work yeah we might. yeah that's so. true i think that's kind of the ultimate life goal is figure out how boxes work and then we're good uh so today is very exciting very exciting show uh this is this is a ready for provocative headline yeah boom 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 this is the end of movies as we know it Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really do like any movies as we know it. Uh, yeah, today, uh, today's all about how movies are changing perhaps forever uh, based on this giant HBO Max uh, news that came out where essentially Warner Brothers says that all of their 2021 theatrical film slate, like every single movie, uh, is going to come out on HBO Max the same day it comes out in theaters. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're, we're not just talking about like some animated WB movies. We're talking about Dune. Yep. We're talking about uh, you know the new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. We're talking about freaking Matrix Four. Yeah. Now Khan versus Godzilla, a yeah. movie that begs to be seen in theaters. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's the kind of movie that that you know is made for a big screen yeah um you know it's not out of nowhere obviously with with wonder woman you know kind of wonder woman going straight to hbo max um you know it it, it's it was almost bound to happen yeah um but i don't think people were expecting them to to do it like this um it's a big bold move isn't it yeah there are still plans for theatrical releases yes but Who's to say when theaters are going to be open in any sort of reasonable way anyway? You know, obviously drive-ins have had a, uh, a resurgence, but um, it's it's not the same thing as, as the regular theater experience. Yeah, it really isn't. And also, I just feel like there you can't... Drive-ins, you can't um, make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. it's it's much more limited, and like the the showings are, you have to I think space them out a little more. Yeah, and and obviously sound quality is never going to be nearly as yeah. good. And like a Cineplex, you can have like eight screens playing a new Avengers movie yeah. in one building. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is this is insane, and I think there's a lot of different things we want to talk about because this is such a size, seismic shift. Um, you know, like you said, like obviously this is a reaction to COVID and mm-hmm. a reaction to the fact that people can't go to movies really uh, in a lot of places, especially in America, but certainly, you know, in the world in general. But I also feel like maybe we're moving towards something that has been inevitable for the last few years, especially yeah. when um, everyone's noticing like the market share price of something like a Netflix yeah. and, and also the amount of um buy like the amount of money that netflix spends like new things like like this whole like stay-at-home model yeah is is i only expanding yeah well i mean for how many years have people been talking about the death of theaters yeah. you know there have been new gimmicks or or resurgences of gimmicks uh to to try and bring people back in you know the the whole 
all every movie being in 3D for a while. Like that was a gimmick to try and get people back to theaters. You know, yeah. in general, theaters they make their money off concessions. It's not just having a movie in a theater. Yep. Uh, and, and so you know this this move to to home viewing and and stuff. I I think you know theaters have been having trouble. They've been struggling to sort of find their way for a while. Um, I do think you know something to consider is that. When a vaccine comes out, when things are a little bit different and people can go back to theaters, I think people are going to want to, you know, For I think, sure. I I think we're going to see a resurgence of like malls and things like that. You know, yeah. people are just going to want to go out and do things and, you know, however long that will last, it, it's up in the air. But, you know, I think I think there's going to be a resurgence of that. But for now, when we don't know when things are going to hit any sort of normalcy, it seems like home viewing is is kind of where things are shifting yeah i mean it's true because because at the i mean i agree with everything you're saying like like at the end of the day though you and i are tend to be a little more homebodies yeah. later we like to you know be home with our like stuff a lot of people in general are social creatures and they want to get out they want to go and see movies and theaters um though i will say uh it, we chat about this a lot we even did a youtube show on this uh there are times where theater experiences are not great yes you know where people are on their cell phone or people are you know talking bringing babies bringing into r-rated babies. movies yeah exactly which we've had uh, weirdly a few times in our life uh and, and so I think that there is there's a lot to be said for being able to enjoy things at home. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that um, a lot of this stuff of, of wanting to go see movies in theaters comes down to the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like as people, the things that really forge memories are like the experiences is like going out with the with the with a girl you like or, or your wife or your kids or whatever to go see this movie. And it kind of cements this this moment in your head of like all these things that collide to that when by you know if you're just home farting on the couch eating pizza you're not going to remember suicide squad 2 as like as like a big event because it was just something you did on a friday right and i think like i think that's something that's I don't know. Am I wrong? Uh, no, no, I, I agree. I agree with the, the experience thing. I think it's even even more than just the experience of like going with one person because I think, you know, I, I disagree with that. I think I think you can equally have those memories just sitting at home on the couch. But I think the, the theater full of people yeah. and seeing, you know, sometimes something is funnier just because of the the reaction of the people around you or it's just more intense it's better you know because of of the people around you you know uh we we talked about this while we were while we were uh, playing through the news the other day um but but when when we had the awful experience of going to see cats yeah uh, you know being in a theater with a lot of other people were you know we were almost having a Rocky Horror experience where people were like yelling at the screen and, and, you know, just the group of friends that we were with, we were all just like cracking up at everything. And, and so was For the sure. whole theater and, and the ridiculousness of that movie, but experiencing it with so many people who were clearly there just to laugh at it, just yeah. like we were, it was, it was a great thing or, or, you know, going to see the room, you yes. know, like in, with, with that whole experience. So, you know, there's experiential viewing in general uh, and, and, just being there with a group of people where, where like, 
you get to to see other people's reactions to to things it's just it's just such a fun thing yeah 100% i think some of the i think there's been a lot of movies i've seen that like the audience interaction with the film has has been what has made it a fun experience. Yeah. Like, you know, I... Not I, that I want people shouting at the screen no, in general, but, but for a movie like Cats... Yeah, but once in a while, it's okay. You know, like, I still remember there was this great... Uh, when I went... Did, were you there? Did we go see I Am Legend together? Yeah. Yeah, do you remember, like, in the very beginning, there's this, like, open about, like, uh, uh, Emma Thompson's talking about how, like, they cured cancer uh-huh. forever, and, like, and it's gonna be a brave new world, and then it cuts to, like, post-apocalypse, and, like, you know, because clearly they screwed it all up with the zombie virus and once it cuts there somebody on it's like great job <laughs> and it was like hilarious yeah. and it was like very fitting you know to, to, to the to the experience but anyway uh, let, let, we all we all love seeing movies let's not even talk about like whether or not we miss theaters I think what's more interesting is sort of like this overall sort of push towards this consumer model where we are getting all this entertainment um, you know to us in TV form but it's like this theatrical quality entertainment Mm -hmm. you know at some point like i literally saw a headline the other day that said the last two episodes of the mandalorian are better than the last five star wars movies yeah and we're getting to this point now where things are combining so much there's almost i feel like the lines between what was considered like a film which Mm -hmm. i think up to a few years ago was like very different than what we consider TV yeah. are now becoming so blurred that I feel like even with new with especially with news like this, it's almost going to push it over the edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's an interesting thing because as as effects have been easier to do, you know, easier to do on a smaller scale, where we're yeah. able to do really good effects for TV shows, and as more and more celebrities, you know, people like big names that that you're used to seeing in movies have also made their way to TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and this has been a shift over like the last like more than a decade now, but but it's been a shift that that now has really reached this point where you're seeing movie quality effects in in TV shows. It really becomes this thing of, you know, are we okay with watching these big effects kinds of things on a small screen? Are right. we just sort of being being uh systematically pushed to to be okay with that you know that being said with with a lot of these movies you know even if i can see them on on the small screen like i might still want to also go see it on the big screen you know or if there's an opportunity to see it first on the big screen uh i might want to do that uh, assuming i feel safe (laughs) well let me ask you this question because this is the thing i think is also kind of itching in the back of my brain and i think i just realized it right now while we're talking is does this push towards the idea of things becoming a little more homogenous, like like movies being more like TV? Is this going to make it so that effects are less important and storytelling is going to have to be more sophisticated? Because I feel like a lot of times theatrical movies, especially big ones, get away with being less sophisticated mm-hmm. because they have all the goods. They have the Michael Bay explosions. But when you're on a TV show... I, there aren't a lot of bad TV shows that last very long. Yeah. I think I think the need to have a, a, a strong story is much more important in TV than film. And I'm wondering, like, is film is the way you make films going to be different if as this model continues of of things being more at home? Is it going to have any? reflection you think i don't think so you know i i think the thing is it's like there there's a reason that that good dramas and stuff don't necessarily do gangbusters at the at the theaters you know like they there's right, great I, story I, but i feel like those things are, are more appropriate for 
I, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. I think those things are more appropriate for TV. But right. I feel like an explosion on TV is not as cool as an explosion in a theater. I think is yeah. what I'm getting at. Oh, so you're saying just as as we have to do this sort of stay-at-home watching, yeah. things are going to need to be more sophisticated. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that makes sense. You know, you're right. Like, there's a difference between watching, you know... A, a, a a Marvel movie like you know on the big screen versus on the on the small screen. I enjoy it both places, yeah. but I see so much more. I get so much more. You know, when we're talking about like Kong versus Godzilla, like I want to see that on the big screen and mm-hmm. and those monsters. Yeah, seeing it on on our TV, like it's it's fine, but but seeing them as giant monsters like on the big screen, there's just something so fun of of that the monster filling that huge screen in front of you. Yeah. You know, when we, um, years ago, we saw the very first, uh, well, Gojira, the very yeah. first Godzilla movie, Gojira, the black and white one, uh, we saw it in a theater setting. Uh, it was like high def. It looked amazing. And I just knew that like, if we were watching this at home, I'd be like, that's cool. Yeah. But seeing the theater, it, even though I knew it was like, like the effects were cheesy it felt big. It felt like important. Like yeah. it felt really good. Um, and so I feel like it's so long story short. Yeah. I just feel like the, the quality of, of overall storytelling, you know, might end up going up if we continue down this path, not saying that any of these new movies, you know, uh, that Warner Brothers is coming out this year. I mean, cause I think Dune for instance, is got to be a story first thing based just on what I know about the book. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, now you're gonna disagree with me. Well, because you just did a whole long thing agreeing with me. No, no, I, I, I think that that, uh, it's such a tough thing because I ask the tough questions. Because I, I think that you know, big effects things, like yeah, you do, you do, like they might need to be a little bit more smart and things, but maybe not. Like how many. Hallmark movies are there because people just love, you know, <laughs> watching that kind of stuff. That's like, fair. Yeah. How many, you know, terrible romantic comedies are now on Netflix? Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I think it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because, you know, those Hallmark movies and those terrible romantic comedies on Netflix, there was, in the 80s especially, there was a lot of, you could make films like that. Yeah. And people would see them, in, like, in droves. They would do really well. I don't think... Pretty Woman would do well today. Yeah. As compared to like the 80s. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, but TV does give, I think, and Netflix especially does give that because there is a want for for people to see that. It's just like how much money are they going to really put into going to see in a theater? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I feel like, um, so, you know, I keep on thinking though about Warner Brothers a lot and about this whole move they're making because I keep on feeling like they are like, you know, they're looking at their business plans and they know, like, their TV stuff is so successful. It has been for years, you know? Like, mm-hmm. really, ever since... I mean, I don't even know how far back you could go. Uh, I mean, maybe even the 60s Batman. Yeah. But, you know, 60s Batman, uh, Smallville, um, you know, uh, Batman the Animated Series, uh, and now, of course, the Arrowverse, you mm-hmm. know, doing huge numbers, along with all their animated content already. You know, DC has always been, it was always ahead of Marvel in the TV game. Yeah. Like, for the longest time. Uh, and now, you know, now Marvel has, like, the, like the whole uh, Disney Plus thing uh, model that they're going towards. But I feel like Warner Brothers was almost like, this was their time to always be like, we you might beat us in the movies, 
but what if we just turn everything into TV? <laughs> then we're going to be the winners. Because I feel like, you know, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, you mm -hmm. know, um, um, which we didn't watch. But what I do know is that Ezra Miller shows up as the Flash in it mm. to, to be with Grant Gustin. And with what they're doing with the Justice League, the yeah. Snyder Cut now, where they're taking his ridiculously long movie that no one would want to see in a theater because no one wants to sit in for four hours to see Justice League, but they might be willing to watch it on TV yeah. because having that amount of time to develop a story, especially like a nerdy fan-centric thing <laughs> that Zack Snyder would do, people will buy into that. People right. will want to see that. And I, and I feel like that's the thing. Like, slowly but surely, like, honestly, I could see them doing some kind of Superman thing with Henry Cavill purely for HBO Max at some point. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That maybe, maybe we'll come out in theaters, you know? Uh, but... That's 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 kind of what I'm getting at is I I kind of see this as like the the beginning, uh, or the real beginning push of like, you know, everything is going to be TV first from here on out. You know, God, it, it's just it's such a tough thing to really really predict just because we don't know when things are getting back to normal. Right. You know, I it's I, easy to say that when COVID is still raging, right? Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, and when it's just it's not safe to be going to theaters. It's not safe to be you know out in in crowded areas. Like, you know, I'm I'm not comfortable with the idea of even like spaced out theaters. I'm not comfortable with the the cleaning that goes on between movies. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I've seen people walk to their seats and be touching every seat on their way. Like, totally. I'm I'm. I don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable going going to a theater again, you know. Um, but when I do, I'm going to want to see certain movies in theaters. Yeah, 100%. So, no, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And, and that's why I just think that it's an interesting discussion because it was a big move uh, for WB to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you know, unlike Disney, where Disney, like, for instance, when Mulan came out, it was like a $30 charge. Uh, additional to yeah. the to having the subscription, HBO Max it's going to be all like for free if as long as you're part of the uh, subscription. I'm base. assuming that th that is like a this year thing, right? But, you know, whereas like you know Disney Plus, it was like uh, they had that deal where you buy one year and and you actually get three full years. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think um, instead of that, Warner Brothers is like they knew that no matter what they'd be taking a loss on these movies this year anyway and they want to get them out there and so this is sort of their coup to get people signed up for HBO Max yeah uh, and then you know next year you'll have to you know pay for it like you know pay they might do things where like a where premium these bigger ones yeah where I, I mean I don't I, I they I feel like they have to you know I feel like uh the perfect example is Matrix 4 yeah you know if you bring out Matrix 4 with Keanu after like, you know, was well over 10 years since the uh, uh, last one, mm -hmm. that that is easily, easily going to make at least $1 billion worldwide. Yeah. Easily. And so it's like, that's a lot of money. And if you're not, if, if you don't look at the dollars and cents of like the HBO Max uh, subscription service and see that money being made through that, that's that's a big problem. Yeah. Right. So you have to kind of like figure out like, you know, how how the math works. But but obviously, if they were to attach like a thirty dollar charge to it, um, which I think people would still pay for, especially for something like The Matrix, uh, I think, you know, at least that would make sense. But but also, you know, 
like like we've been talking about, you know, I definitely think you and I want to see The Matrix 4 in a theater. Yeah. You know, and, and but I also think like some movies like I think Matrix 4 it, like of all the movies, you know, on this in this group, I think Matrix 4 could be pushed. Mm. You know, I think um, you know, Dune maybe I don't know about I, Suicide Squad. I feel like Suicide Squad they kind of have to keep on going with. I, I I think I think it really depends, though. You know, I, I think you're looking at it like all these things can, can be pushed, but but you know when you look at it from the business model of are they planning on doing sequels? How many sequels are they thinking about doing? Right. You know, like these actors aren't going to be available forever. They're not going to be available yeah. forever. You know, people get older. Like you know, just think about Daniel Craig with with Bond and yeah. and how like he hit this point where he was like, I'm just you know. I'm not as young as I, you know, I, I didn't start this being super young. And yeah, so like, I'm not feeling, I'm not really up to these stunts anymore. I'm not really up to, to, you know, be in this anymore. And, and it's that's, fair. you're going to get that in from a lot of these things. And so if they don't start pushing them out, then, you know, when they have the opportunity to, to do more sequels, they're going to get a gauge on, on what people are interested in by doing this. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that's and, fair. and like I said, I think they're just planning to operate on a loss for this um, because, you know, with the hopes of, of bringing in new subscribers. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big move. I mean, I think it's, I, I will say, um, I, I do commend them for being responsible. Yeah. I mean, this, this is basically a situation where they were, Maybe not so much with, uh, like, like just spread out Tenet when we still don't know what's going on with COVID and see what happens. Yeah. At least this one is like, hey, you know, we would rather you not go to the theater. The other thing is, you know, I think with, like, the, the HBO name sort of backing it, when you think about, like, Game of Thrones and just yeah. the epicness of something of Game of Thrones where that was on TV yep. and, and it was clearly an expensive thing and there were, you know, some big names in it and, and it was just, like, it was this this pretty big epic thing I, I think I think there's something to be said there for these movies that they're that they're putting out on HBO Max and you know giving for for free so to speak to subscribers yeah no I agree I, I it's just gonna be so interesting to see where things go I mean at the end of the day like we're in a situation that like I think that as an industry um, you know it's adapting mm -hmm. um, I, but I also think that like you know a lot of things are moving this way anyway like I think that uh, you know, Universal's put out Trolls 2 uh, direct-to-consumer kind of like at the beginning of this, mm -hmm. and it kind of seemed like they wanted to do that anyway. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, and, and uh, you know, you, you and I have talked about this um, kind of between ourselves, but in a funny way, you know, it's almost like we're going back to the the kind of old studio model yeah. of, like, the, of the 50s, where essentially, like, uh, where movie studios were all vertically integrated so that they themselves uh, not only owned the studio but also owned the theaters mm -hmm. that the movies were put out in uh, and that that was all that all happened up until I think the what the 50s or 60s when uh, there was like a monopoly issue and it got yeah. broken up well, this is this is just sort of one of those really interesting things too because you know think about like the Oscars and how yeah uh, how many issues there were with like Netflix and Amazon and, and places right. like that where they were like we want this, you know, this movie to be up for for this Oscar, and they're like, no, you can't. It wasn't in theaters. Yep. It's not a movie. It's yep, like, yep, yep. And and now it's like there's a whole rethinking of that. It's like, did Netflix and Amazon start this virus just to <laughs> just to get an Oscar? Just to, hey, uh, you know. But but um, Jeff you know, Bezos doesn't have one of those yet. Yeah, he's got everything right? else. Uh, he literally has humans that he pays to spray paint gold all day and stand in his office. 
But alas, no Oscar. <laughs> the the human, however, is named Oscar. Weirdly uh-huh, enough, uh-huh, he found yeah. a guy. Yeah, he specifically. Uh, right. Maybe he just looked at one of the many Amazon uh-huh. factories and was like, "Hey, that guy's named Oscar, and he's bald." Spray paint that man and bring him up to my office. <laughs> yes, this is a true story. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Sorry, totally. breaking news, everybody. Uh, uh, no, but but it's a it's a really interesting thing, you know, because you know they some of these streamers are buying theaters now, and uh, you know, yeah. Um, Amazon but, uh, did the uh, was doing the the, the graveyard one. Yeah, um, but it's it's a crazy crazy thing because these places that sort of fought against these streamers um, being able to get recognition for their mo- for their films yeah. uh, are now moving to the same model and are now going to have to fight against the thing they fought against. Can't you know? beat them, join them, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's the, this, uh, this virus has, has changed a lot of things in, in every industry. Yeah, of um, course. And, and it's, it's sort of going to be very interesting to see where things go from here. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's ultimately the the thing, too, is, like, it's really easy for me to sit here and say, movies are changed forever, but it's like, well, the, everything's changed until this whole COVID thing gets fixed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, people can't dine out, so, you know, restaurants will change forever. It's like, well... Yeah, well, and even, even when, like, a vaccine comes out, things still are going to have a while to get back to normal, yeah. because, you know, people, there still needs to be sort of that... that time in between when when people sort of start and how long is a vaccine gonna last like when when will people be comfortable getting back to things when will it be safe yeah to actually get back to going to theaters going to restaurants you know like normal and i I wonder too if um you know anything kind of that came out in this period or was meant to come out in this period will sort of be re-released someday in theaters like will they re-release tenet uh, at some point yeah. just to be like you didn't get to see in theaters so now you can yeah i think i think there's going to be a, a surge of that too yeah um yeah i think so too uh so i guess the only other question is like um you know let's just kind of look at the list real quick uh tell me uh so assuming all these movies let, let's assume that covid is not solved in 2021 right, right. So my question, I'm going to name a few movies and you're going to tell me if uh, you're going to watch an HBO Max or wait in, on the offshoot that someday you can see in a theater, okay? Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad 2. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably... Oh god, it's it's so tough because the first like after watching the first one, it's yeah. like, yeah, I'll watch it on HBO Max, but James Gunn. Yeah, true. Because so, like Guardians was such a great thing to watch uh you know watch in theaters yeah i think i'll watch it on hbo max but then watch it again if it comes to the theaters and yeah. i'm comfortable going i think so too you know i think the thing about james gunn is i think you know he's got a lot of qualities um he's got the good qualities of a joss whedon uh you know uh maybe not the the uh and luckily have the bad ones of like just He's got like an almost a TV writing feel, I think, to a lot of like his it's characters. It's quippy. It's fun. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and and it's good time. So I think I think the Suicide Squad I could definitely watch on HBO Max. Uh, 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 Godzilla versus King Kong. I want to see that in on a big screen. Yeah, me too. I do. Me I, too. Big yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. I think that one honestly, I if I especially if I had any idea they would release it at would we release it. I think I would wait on that one. Yeah, I mean, like, however not great the last couple Godzilla movies were, we still saw them on the big screen, and it was still a fun experience. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so now now it's uh, we're gonna get to some of the tough ones. Uh, um, 
Dune. Oh my god! I so mean, now, we, we saw we October. saw David we saw David Lynch's Dune in a theater. Yes, we did. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like it would be offensive not to wait on a on a theater for it. Um, yeah, you know, I, on the one hand, like it's like it's it's your favorite book, and so yeah. I know I know how much you want to see it. Yeah, um, and and I think you know depending on how things are looking we might just fold and watch it on hbo max but i think the desire is going to be to see it in the theater i think yeah i think it's going to be beautiful you know the images that we've seen from it look so gorgeous and epic and i want to see that that big expanse of arrakis like yeah know, i want to see that i want to i want to see the the you know the the worms like the sandworms like you yep. know in in all of their massive glory 100 percent. yeah no i, I we are we are we are on the same level this one. I agree with everything you say. I, I'm really excited to see it. Um, I think that you know Denny, Denny Villeneuve is an amazing director, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to look unreal. Uh, but at the same time, like it really is going to come down to the day yeah. it releases, and if like I feel like you know I don't want to be left out of the conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, definitely theaters. Uh, and then of course Matrix Four. Um, you know, I. Even though I've seen all of the Matrix movies in theaters, I'm okay with HBO Max. Really? That's am, a big surprise. I, am, I thought you'd yeah. be like, no matter what. No, I mean, I will also then go see it in the theater. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's because I've rewatched The yep. Matrix so, so many, many times, times on, on TV. TV. Yep. And, and like, part of that, like, in my college dorm on the teeny, teeny TV. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I've seen it so many times on so many different size screens. Yep. Um, that I think I'm okay with with watching it on the small screen just because I I want to get back into that world. However much I only love the first one and don't don't like the other ones. Yeah. I I, I want my Keanu fix. Yep. You know, like I mean, we paid we paid and watched uh, uh, Bill and Ted on on the small yeah. you know, on, on our TV. Like I. I will absolutely also go and re-see it in, in uh, the theater, even if it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think oddly I'm okay with, um, with seeing it on HBO Max first. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. I mean, I, I, I was going to say theater, uh, and then everything you said, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not a bad boy. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, like, the Matrix movies, you know... <laughs> Sometimes their detriment are thinkers. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're a little more, uh, they certainly get more and more philosophical as they go on. So it's very talky. I mean, I still remember, like, as much as I, as much as I already disliked all the architect stuff in, like, the third movie, also, I think I remember at the time being like, looking around and being like, I'm sitting in a giant ass theater with yeah. all these people trying to watch a giant action movie. In like, you know, like uh, Colonel Sanders over here has been talking for 10 minutes yeah. about existentialism. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I also think there's there's something to be said for the first one and the effects in it and yeah. things. And like, I you know, I remember the theater experience of it and just the, the gasps of people, you know, yeah. and, and leaving the theater, you know, doing backbends with my friends being like, oh, <laughs> the Matrix, right, right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and these kinds of things like. I, I wish I could I could say that I believe that that I'm gonna get that same experience from a new one right but I don't think so no, I don't, think I don't so. like I, I think that was one of those like you know uh, capture it in a bottle kind of lightning in a bottle kind of moments yeah. like that that you know, 
things in effect have just gone so far since then where like that was the start of certain things where where they were like mimicked since then yep uh it was the start of so many things that the epicness of it it's the reason that that we were were so like obsessive about going to see the sequels in theaters you know it didn't matter that they sucked like we had to go see them um but but i don't think i i just don't I don't. I wish I had faith that that I'd be able to get that, but I think I think no matter what, I'm going to get some sort of sense of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And Keanu will always give me give me joy. Yes. Um. But I think I'm okay seeing it on. Yeah, seeing it at home. Yeah, I I think that movie is going to be. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be really cool in some ways, and I think it's going to be like one of those, like. I think it's good. You know, like Last of Us Two had a culture war around it. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's going to be this one's going to be that times ten. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of choices made that are going to freak some people out, and other people are going to be like totally on board and love. I think out of all of them, Matrix is the one that I want to be watching at the same time as a bunch of my friends, yes. and then immediately after it's done, us all hop on like a Zoom together, or you know, if yeah. we're allowed to meet up and feel safe meeting up at that point, you know, something where where like where I can talk to a bunch of people that like that you know are also geeks like us that yep. that just about the movie immediately after watching it. That's like more than any of the other movies that we've talked about. That one. I want to be able to do that with. I agree. I think it's going to be really. Uh, it, it's there will be a lot of discussion had uh, for better or for worse because you know ultimately there's only been one good in Matrix movie. Yeah. And there's three of them, so uh, I just have no idea what's happening for the fourth. One good Matrix movie and the Animatrix. Yeah. Well, uh, but I hold out hope. You know, much like I hope that for some, even though I know it's ridiculous and won't happen, I feel like there's going to be some transformative thing that is done to Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League that makes it really good and I'm like yeah this is totally awesome I know it's not gonna happen but I'm like I hold out hope I know I know I'm weirdly excited for it but like at the same time I'm like do I care yeah yeah I oddly do why do I care I don't know and and I'm weirdly excited about it and then then my other brain's like um that is Four hours of Zack Snyder content you're yeah. about to but swallow. it's done in episodes, so yeah. you don't have to watch it at once. That's true. I love that very much. I think it's yeah. great. All right, cool. Well, I think, you know, I think that was a pretty good discussion. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, we in many ways, we've already been headed towards this for many years. I mean, you know, the the movie that's, pro, that's a movie that's definitely going to be up for best picture of this year's Oscar is The Mank, which, like, literally just came out on Netflix. Yeah done by david fincher a guy who is a you know top grade theatrical director um so in a way it's been moving towards this you know this idea of of legitimizing this model uh for many years Mm -hmm. um you know so you know this hbo max is just another of a large set of dominoes um but uh but we'll see i mean everything's crazy this year you know, between Murder Hornets yeah. and and the Snyder Cut, I can't tell what's going to happen next. It's it's so true. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, obviously it's all a wait and see. But um, yeah, I mean, in the end, I'm just still excited for all of these movies. Me too. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, uh, like uh, like you said at the beginning of the show, uh, you can find out more uh, about us on GeekWorldRadio.com and also our uh, YouTube channel, uh, Geek World Radio, and also uh, follow us on Instagram. At Geek World Radio. See you guys next time. Bye. You can join the show on the website at geekworldradio.com.